Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. It's the greatest steak you've ever had at Roos Chris. Uh, no question about that. Go down and see Rebecca and the staff at Roos Chris, and they'll take care of you. Pleased to be joined on the line by NHL Hockey on Rogers analyst Craig Simpson. Craig, welcome back to Oilers Now. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? You got uh, acclimatized back to North America again? Well, it's, uh, yeah, sure. I found it a lot easier being here than being there. Like, I don't think I had more than three and a half hours sleep. Yeah, it's a, it's a bigger transition uh, for everybody going going east for sure. And, you know, from the player's perspective, trying to get your team back on board, get your body feeling strong again. And I always find coming back west, it's a little easier to, to get right back into sync. So hopefully the four days or so will... Uh, get everybody right back up to speed all right um so here's the thing craig Uh, you know this from uh, playing here living here coaching here broadcasting here there's winning and there's misery Mm -hmm. and and the oilers uh, had a miserable performance against the new jersey devils on saturday i mean they got absolutely dominated for the first 17 minutes of the second period didn't have a sniff. It was ugly with a capital U. Yeah, no, I was sitting in Toronto uh, getting ready for our first game and uh, was watching that and, you know, definitely interested to see how things would start, you know, where the energy would be, how the team would respond. Uh, I think you look at that game with all that, it's a short period of time to be over there and just one exhibition game prior to that one. But, you know, so many of the, uh, the same ailments that have, have uh, inflicted them last year were, were prevalent right from the get-go. I, I know the second was the most pronounced with the lack of offense and the lack of shots, but you look at the, the goals early on, getting beat off the wall, getting beat off out of the corners, losing the battles for the puck, uh, you know, your goaltender, uh, you can go through every goal and argue, okay, might have not had a chance on this or that, but was not as sharp as he needed to be. And uh, I think it was a bit of a shocking start on, on one that I would have thought coming into this year with all the talk about how important the start was, the talk about that one game and just trying to at least start with a win. Uh, it was pretty disappointing for sure. Yeah, there's no question about that. Um, so tell me this, Craig. How how do you approach this if you're Todd McClellan and the coaching staff? Uh, it was just one game. If 
you're a goaltender, you, you, you have to forget the goal that just got scored on you. That's kind of how goaltenders are taught to deal with things. But what about from a player perspective when you have a performance like that uh, and in terms of how the coach deals with the players? Well, you, you, you have to, as a player, take responsibility for not being ready to play. And uh, I can guarantee you, you know, coaches, as I said, I, I thought the importance of that game was one uh, just to to make that whole trip and that whole experience a, a positive team-building one as opposed to a, a crutch or a negative. And you, you can't have any negative thoughts going uh, on, especially early in the year, everything's so pronounced. And uh, I was just sitting here listening to your first half hour and looking at the schedule. And, you know, I know the players kind of know the schedule, what's up next, but they're always preparing for the next game. But I guarantee you in the coach's room, you're looking at the schedule and go, okay, we've got four games before we get home. And now that you've lost that first one and had a stinker of a game, you know, all of a sudden you're in game two, and it's it's a must win. I, I I hate to say it, but you go after that to an afternooner in New York where the Rangers are 0-3 to start. You know they're going to be hungry. The Oilers typically have not fared well in afternoon games. You go into Winnipeg, that's a team that's rumbling and ready to be a cup contender and will be a very difficult game to try to win. You have the potential of going home, and instead of being in a real positive, you, you have the potential to be 0-4. And, you know, you've got Boston, who who knows, on the first game of a homestand. But then you've got Nashville, Pittsburgh, Washington, and your next road game is Nashville again. You know, you don't have to be a genius to say you could be right back in the same scenario where you, the first week or two weeks of the season have gotten totally away from you. So, you know, I, I hearken back to... Uh, the time in 1990 as defending Stanley Cup champs, we went to Germany for exhibition and we played the St. Louis Blues who had been there a couple of days and uh, we just got trounced. Uh, we weren't ready. We weren't prepared to play. Uh, they totally walked all over us. And the second game of the year, basically, this is just exhibition even, Bob, I can remember John Muckler just incensed going, this is a must win. And we were playing a Dusseldorf team, not even an NHL team. But it snaps you into it going, listen, what's at stake is how quickly the the year can get away from you. So uh, I don't think it should be lost on anybody just how important it is to show that you're ready to be right back at it uh, tomorrow in Boston. Yeah, well, and now do do you go back with the same lineup? Or do you make changes? Well, again, I don't know how they've practiced. I don't know how guys came out of the trip uh, who's, you know, having not been around the team, you don't get a nuance of uh, uh, what uh, state players are in. But I think that I listened to you about Bouchard. I agree with your assessment. I mean, it was under 14 minutes, so it's protected minutes that he played. Definitely was not the one that stuck out uh, in a bad way. But you're also trying to manage his nine games. And you're also trying to manage, you know, is he going to stay past nine and go to ten? Yeah. So there's no hurry to do that. Uh, so I, I don't really have a problem. If if you feel Jason Garrison uh, can be play a veteran game in a tough building against a more experienced team, then that's not necessarily a bad change. Uh, the Brodziak one, you know, I looked at your lineup. I think that was posted. 
and go, yeah, you look and say, well, who's he going to take out of the lineup? I, I would argue if you do have Pajula, Kara, and uh, Pugliarvi playing together, they're not the fourth line. They're more of a third line even than, yeah. than the Reader, Strom, and Cassian. So uh, I don't think it's a panic move or I don't think, you know, you're early in the season, you're coming back, you need to get a win. What's going to be the best team that gets you out there? So I wouldn't be shocked or even – uh, you know, uh, thinking it damaging not having Bouchard in the lineup, uh, but I don't think there's any question. You got to be ready to say, guys, this is a must-win for us. Looking at the schedule ahead, and looking at the history of last season's start and how quickly it can fall away, you just can't let these games go by. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's an interesting one. I mean, uh, you know, last year I sensed that Matt Benning lost some confidence early in the season. Yep. And I think it's lost in anybody that Jim Johnson is not back as an assistant coach. And he coached the penalty kill for the first five months of the year until Todd McClellan completely took it over in February. And by the way, for everybody listening right now, Manny Viveros is not running the power play. Let's establish that, okay? He's a new coach to the NHL. The Oilers have two other assistants that have been NHL head coaches. Manny is not the lead on the power play at this time. But uh, I look at Benning and I go, well, I wouldn't pull him necessarily either. My only point about Bouchard is he was far from the worst defenseman in that game. So, that, and, and as for Brodziak, veteran guy, you know, I guess he could come out for a game and bounce back in. Some might say it takes a guy like that a couple games to get going, too. And you have to be cognizant of that. How much of it, Craig, uh, the Oilers were pretty, you know, they were they had a puncher's chance when McDavid was on the ice. That's no surprise. He's arguably the well, I think he's the best player in the game. Uh, what did you think of Lucic? Uh, because I didn't think Drysaddle was great, but I thought Milan Lucic had one of his best games in a long time. Well, I, I think what you're looking for is again a response to how important the start of the season was, and uh, if nothing else, you know, Milan came in with. Uh, an eagle eye on him, a target on his back, and an understanding that last season wasn't acceptable. He's taken some responsibility. He's talked a lot about attitude and confidence. And so, you know, you take out of that first game, there's a guy at least who came and was ready to play and interacted with the top guys that he got an opportunity to play with. And so uh, I, I think there's a positive there from a, personal player standpoint and uh, but that's what you're paid to do so I think it's uh, it's one that can be a confidence builder for a guy like him uh, I think you always feel like you're going to get the similar kind of game from McDavid that you got and you just hope that you know there's an opportunity to be even more dangerous and break through so I, I, I just you know you and I Bob I've talked about this till I'm blue in the face uh, because it seems like just the underlying theme until you can be a really good team that's a playoff team, and that is not going to be a questionable hanging by a thread playoff team, you got to check and you got to learn how to check. And uh, that probably to me was the most disappointing thing of watching that game is again, they were second on puck, they were losing battles, they were out played in the corner, uh, the one, the Palmieri walking off the boards. I mean, there's so many instances where. It's it's just whether it's uh, poor positioning, lackadaisical play, or not committed defensively. And I, I've said to you on this show so many times that 
you know, that's the hallmark of good teams when they're, even if you're not at your best offensively, uh, you're a good hard checking team. You have good sticks. You turn pucks over uh, from your opponent instead of you giving their opponent the puck. And that to me, uh, if I was in that room after analyzing the game, that's the most uh, concerning for me was, was just how poorly they checked and, and how, how often they were second to the puck or, or lost those key battles. Yeah, they've also got some guys with some identity issues here too, Craig. Like, uh, you know, case in point, that first goal, Darnell Nurse in the corner, uh, and I mean, I have a theory that you know, never you should always have at least one defenseman in front of Lynette at all times. Uh, but Nurse in the corner, Leon cheating on offense and getting beat as the low support guy, and then Talbot gets one blown over his shoulder and. It was a hell of a shot, but still, it was the first shot of the game, and yeah. so there's, you know, there's three different guys contributing to the error that resulted in the goal. Um, but speaking to guys accepting their roles, like I look at Darnell Nurse, I don't know if he's ever going to be a 45 point defenseman. Maybe in time, he becomes that. But there were a bunch of times where he was jumping up, and I'm not sure the read was there to jump up, and maybe trying to assert himself a bit, yeah. uh, and. For am I off base here, or am I? Well, off? I don't. I don't think there's anybody who would come into this year. Uh, I would doubt there's anybody in the coaching staff who's sat with Darnell and said, "We need you to be an offensive force, and we need you to get 45 to 50 points, or or even 35 to 40 points." Uh, I think you're you're right in the sense of. You know, you have to play within the the group that you have, and you have to make sure. Uh, again, to me, the the first and foremost is got to alleviate pressure by making good, responsible, quick pass first play. And if you can do that as a group uh, of six defensemen, you know, you just take away so so many problems uh, within the game where you can get bogged down and. So for me, with Darnell, is say you got to be a physical force out there because that is one of the elements that you have that other guys don't necessarily have on this team. And you've got to be making your reads from a defense first uh, uh, perspective. And you know what's going to make this Oiler team a playoff team is not trying to be a great offensive defenseman from the back is going to be can we defend and can we defend on a regular basis can we make a first pass to get out and alleviate that pressure i think you're bang on if i'm going in to play edmonton uh, as an opponent i'm being aggressive early and i'm going two one two four check and try to turn pucks over and try to get them hemmed in see if you can win those down low battles until they show you that they can make those plays and catch you, I, I think you'll get that every single night. And so the focus of that group and Darnell uh, specifically is to to be a, a vehement defender and make sure that you can, you know, not get beat out of the corners, really good active sticks. And I, I've talked a lot, you know, probably to uh, more than uh, need to, but I think on a nightly basis you haven't seen enough of it of just how important good sticks are. You look at all good teams, they are they are dangerous. You go watch Boston, and you talked about that uh, great offensive line with Bergeron. You look at Two-way how line. Well, that you look at how good they are with their sticks defensively and and back pressure and lifting guys, turning pucks over and going the other way. 
uh, that's the sign of really good teams. And uh, I don't think, I know it's only one game, but that that's really what ailed the, uh, you go even from two years ago to last year, uh, all of a sudden the, the Oilers forgot about that part of the game. Yeah. I'm with you 100%. I mean, I I, I listed that uh, one of the, the most important off-season addition for me was going to be Tragnani. He's got to work and, and build uh, the defense out. And and yes, the forwards have got to support defensively, but the, the defenders got to be primarily focused on actually defending and then simplifying what they do offensively, getting the puck up the ice, letting the puck do the work, not sitting there jumping up and activating, but actually, you know, uh, trans, uh, transitioning instead of transporting. Craig Simpson joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. All right, let's move off the Oilers because the Maple Leafs right now, they're the most exciting team in the NHL to watch. That's hard for me to say, Craig, because I, I don't like uh, always, you know, winding up that Toronto uh, base. Uh, there's at times uh, some arrogance that comes from that marketplace, but damn, they're an exciting hockey. I watched uh, the majority of the game last night against Dallas. Yep. They're, they are a fun, and, and, and you know what? They have an identity. And right now, I don't know what the Oilers' identity is, but I know what the Leafs' identity is, and it's uh, it's scoring goals and it's attacking. Yeah, and it, it hasn't been perfect. Like I, I thought, uh, their season could have not been derailed, but could have been slowed up by they they got outskated in their first game. I think they thought their opponent Montreal was going to be easy, and Montreal was the faster team. They were on the puck earlier. But they got good enough goaltending to keep in the game. They got it to overtime, and, you know, you win a game because your two best players score, and Matthews with a pair and uh, Tavares with another. Um, you know, the Ottawa game that they lost was one that they played a little bit better, but did, still did some things that weren't great. And I thought it was interesting to see how ba- uh, Babcock responded because I don't think he would have been too happy with either game. But he backed off them a little bit, and uh, the, you know the next night was the crazy night in Chicago. And I, I think when you've scored seven goals in consecutive games, you, you know that when another team makes mistakes, you can make them pay. Uh, there's still a work in progress to be uh, an overall great, you know, better defensive team. But they are a team that will turn pucks over and will attack and you know make plays and really push the game and. Part of that is, again, uh, being a, a good puck possession team. And I, I think that's really important. And that comes with a level of play and a level uh, of intensity that you have to have. And there's no reason not to think that, you know, the pace of the Oiler game can come up to, to that level and you start driving. But, it, but you do have to have that ability to know how to check and how to make sure that you're attacking and, and being a good puck possession team. And Toronto, you know, down the lineup, I think everybody in the lower two lines knows that their role is and know how knows how they have to play, and that's hopefully what you can get to as a team. Where are you this week, Craig? Uh, this week I am. Where the heck am I? I got Toronto again. I'm in uh, Washington. Sorry, I was just looking at my schedule. Yeah, they've got uh, uh, the Capitals on Saturday. Have fun with that. Thank you again for joining us here in Oilers Now, Craig. All right, we'll talk to you later. From NHL Hockey on Rogers, their lead analyst, Craig Simpson. 12.52 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 
55 in Evans. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Boston. Hey, you can book with New West Travel. Oilers fans, join Oilers now. Two great road trips coming up. One in Nashville and one in Las Vegas to see the Oilers play uh, some exciting NHL teams. The Oilers now packages include airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, including a private suite in Vegas. All your transportation. Uh, we're going to do welcome receptions with special guests and parking at uh, the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Limited space to get on these roadies to go see the Oilers in Nashville and Vegas. For the Oilers now, road trips, call the travel experts in New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. I will tell you this, that uh, my experience on these uh, trips, hardcore Oilers fans that love the team. They're passionate. They're all in. They're committed. They've been awesome. No question about it. You can text us at 630-630. Back to the Westlock Ford text line. Um, the Fizzler has texted the show to say, I know the Oilers' identity. It's been living in the past and still trying to catch one last sniff of glory. That one comes to us from the Fizzler. Well, Fizzler, I know your identity, too. You can text us at 630-630. Uh, arrogance coming from T.O., Bobby, that's rich. Like triple chocolate mousse. That's from Topher. Uh, again, you can text us. Gyro says, Bob, first came back after a long road trip. I guess Boston will be easy pickings. I hear that garbage about the first home game after a road trip at Edmonton all the time. What a joke of an excuse for having a bad game. I laugh when I hear a coach from another city say, it, uh, is that a thing from Gyro? Are you speaking from personal experiences, Gyro? Have you happened to follow the team around and known what it's like to return from those trips? I, I don't know. Uh, we're all allowed to have our opinions, babies. Uh, this text comes in, Wheels, just to wrap up this segment. And Wheels says, um, I'm so sick about hearing about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who cares? I hope they fall flat on their butt, and I hope John Tavares has a very bad season along with Austin Matthews from Reels. I actually want to see all the Canadian teams do well. Does that make me a bad guy? Ryan in Calgary has texted the show to say, Bob, same old Oilers. Uh, big fan, but I can't stop laughing at this team. They just can't figure it out. Ryan, they played one game, and they got a tough October. They played one game. One game. 1258 Edmonton off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers coming up. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.